0: My business partner just called me up and he was like, dude, this just happened. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. We expected to send like people down the funnel through the podcast. But in in terms of like actual ROI, like I was expecting somewhere between like one and three years in the first three weeks that we had actually like launched the podcast, the very first person who gave us a call and he was like, hey guys, just listen to your podcast. Super awesome. Loved it. He emails us his credit card number and we charge it for 16 grand.
1: welcome to inside the podcast studio the show where we go behind the scenes with successful independent podcasters to help and inspire you on your podcast journey i'm your host rob jay and in this episode i chat with austin betzer the host of how to build an app podcast so austin started the show as a lead magnet for potential clients for his app development company strides development and in this episode You're going to learn how, in just three weeks after launching the show, he landed his first client with relatively low download numbers, and we dig into his download numbers in this episode. And at the time of this recording, he's landed one client each month that the show's been running. Not only that, but you'll also hear why Austin went with seasons for the show, how he lands guests for the show, how he lands his guests, why you might not want to spend so much time worrying about audio quality and production, and much, much more. So with that said, here's my conversation with Austin. So something that I find really interesting, right, is that everyone that has a podcast or is a, a podcaster, they never... that Like, there's no job title that is, you know, podcast. You can't go to uni or like college and I want to become a podcaster. So everybody is something else. So what was your background prior to starting this podcast?
0: Honestly, it was... You would have never... Thought that I would have been somebody who started a podcast like with my background. And so, actually, my background is a, a lot more technical um, and around software. So, y- yeah, I went to college just in, over in Idaho at Idaho State University. I started a path in computer science. And, and long story short, it, at, at the end of it, I ended up, you know, with a software development firm and a podcast was just another revenue stream in all reality or another way to help like warm customers up or to teach them how the process works, uh, different things like that. So software and podcasts, I feel like are, are completely separate things, mainly because of how softwares are, are basically, our software developers are, are perse- perceived, so kind of funny.
1: Can you give the listeners who don't know what the show is, what's the name of the show and just like a brief sentence, like what is it about?
0: Yeah, so the name of the show is How to Build an App, and it's exactly that. So I, I to kind of give like a little bit of background as to like why we did it, because I think that's important. I think, um, for a lot of people, like you can go on Spotify and you'll find out how to 10X your sales. You'll find out how to start your marketing company. Hell, you, you could go up and find a podcast on how to build a podcast. (laughs) Um, but legitimately, like there are no podcasts really out there designed to walk you through A to Z, how to go and build software. Um, and so we wanted to come in and be the new authority in that. And by doing that, we've actually had an incredibly weird amount of success from it. And so it's been super exciting.
1: Okay. So I, I want to get into weird amounts of success because that sounds like something people would definitely be listening, like interested in. <laughs> yeah. And my next question was going to be why, but you've already given me the why. So for people that haven't heard the show and, you know, they might be not be looking to create an app or, you know, they might not really understand it. Uh, I guess that point of the show is to kind of make it a little bit more accessible, right? But your, your show is not step-by-step, step. you know, episode one, this is the first thing you do. Episode two, this is the next thing you do in terms of like how to build an app if they were going to go and do it themselves. So kind of how did you decide on what the format and what that show was going to look like?
0: So it's it's kind of funny because it's like, it's not quite as granular as like, here's exactly like step one, step two, but it is definitely laid out like this is what you should do step one through 10 and how you should do it. And so basically what we started with is uh, the first nine episodes are actually would be applicable to anybody really starting a business because we talk about things like product market fit and validation and like whether you're going to build software or not, like you've got to do those things. Um, and then the la- next couple of episodes are how do you build a brand? How do you go and market? How do you handle your SEO? And, and that's really how we laid that out. And so if you are going in and maybe you're not building an app, like if you're still building a business, you will find value and the people that we've interviewed um, would be more than willing if you reached out to like help you with whatever you're doing, because they're not specifically tied to software either. And so the reason that we formatted the way we did is we had this concept of seasons. And like, it really stemmed from like a huge pain point that we were having. And I think a lot of people just don't understand how much work it is to build software and how much it costs. So for example, like I was jumping on, you know, calls every single day, multiple times a day. And I'd be like, "Hey, you know, tell me a little bit about what you're building. And they'd be like, cool, I want to build Facebook. And I'm like, okay, you know, I mean, like, every developer in the world hears that, like, you know, every day. Or it's, or
1: it's like Facebook for, you know, name, yeah. name their name yeah. the genre. Or, or, yeah.
0: or TikTok's being bam, so I want to rebuild TikTok. And I'm like, right. you, know, you know, TikTok <laughs> was, like, being developed for, like, five years, right? And so I started to throw numbers at them, and a lot of people really just shit the bed. <laughs> and, like, they just have no idea how expensive it is. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to, like, warm people up. And so what we did is we made this format that really just like walks people and shows them all these things they need to do, even pre-software development. And they can start to see like, oh, crap, it can't just be me building this. I've got to find people who compliment me to like go in with me and like build this thing. And they start to realize, wow, this is a lot of work. I, this probably is expensive. Um, and those the people who call us from those are way more qualified than the people who just randomly are like, hey, I want to build an app and like see us on Google and like hit us up. So, yeah. Okay. Gotcha.
1: Okay. I gotcha. So uh, just a question on that before we move on a little bit is, is why did you go with a podcast and not, you know, a YouTube series or or a blog series or, or any of these other options that would be available?
0: So I think the biggest thing with a podcast is like during COVID, you know, like a lot more people started consuming audio. And I mean, just as like video is obviously like still a really big thing, but audio was just getting bigger and bigger. And what I was originally doing is I wasn't looking at this as like a main source of revenue for the company, right? And what I wanted to do is I was thinking to myself, like in five years from now, if I could look back and if there's anything that I could do to help increase the success I would have five years from now, podcast was the very first thing that came to my head. It was just like, I've got to ha- shit, I've got to have a podcast. Because you hear the stories all the time, like whether it's Gary Vee or somebody else, it's like, Dude, pe- the reason people reach out is because that random YouTube thing that you had like seven years ago that like pumped them up and <laughs> they jump in. And so podcast was a very similar thing for us.
1: Okay. So then, you know, you're you're super familiar with development, right? Like, yep. and I was, and, and at the same time, podcasting, Like, I, I had this conception, right? Uh, uh, misconception, maybe. So like, I've listened to podcasts for, you know, years and years and, I, and like, I understand what they are and I'm a developer. So I have this kind of bias where it's like, oh, it's some sort of technology related thing. I know how to do it like yep. i could figure it out in 5 minutes and then it turns out that it's really not as straightforward like it's it's straightforward but it's really not like oh if you know the code you could do a podcast cuz they're not the <laughs> same things so, like what was what was your first steps from like, you know, you've got this idea, I want to do this show to actually release in that first episode? Like, walk us through that process.
0: So honestly, this process, I will say, is probably gonna be a little bit different than 90% of people. So you've also got to understand, like, we've got a whole we've got a whole team of people who, who like work on this. We're able to shuffle it out like super, super quickly. Um, but literally the way that it went is I was like, dude, I need to start a podcast ironically, somebody hit me up. I had called my business partner. I was like, dude, we've got to start a podcast. And he's like, okay. Um, Legit (laughs) an hour later, somebody hit me up and they're like, Hey, we help people get guests on their podcast. And I'm like, Ah shit okay like we're for sure doing this (laughs) it's like i I called like our mark called our marketing called him called my partner and literally like that day we were reaching out to people (laughs) to bring them onto our podcast and trying to come up with with a concept and and really that's that's what it looked like obviously there were a lot of things like under the scenes like what did where did we want to take it like what did we want to do and a lot of decisions we made were were because of where the company was at. And long story short, within the first 30 days, we had like I don't know, seven episodes or something or more, um, just super, super, super fast. But to go into, because I do know like what it is like to go in and, and just to start a podcast. And it really is a lot of work. So to, to kind of define that, it's one thing to say, hey, you want to start a podcast. It's another thing to get out of your comfort zone and to reach out to 100 plus people for guests, which is, a like, more power to you, Rob, if you reached out to me, because, like, that's a ton of work to cold email people. (laughs) And the next thing after that is, like, cool, once you have the audio, like, you're not done. Like, most people... (laughs) That's a start, right? Yeah, like, that's a start. Like, most people, especially because, like and quality is like this whole other topic but most people what they want to do is they want to cut out all the ums ahs they want to make it one audio clip they want an intro they want an outro um they want to add like all this extra sh- and it, it can take hours of editing <laughs> and um that can take a ton of time and then there are the people if you're just starting highly recommend just throw an intro throw an outro and throw it up and just like you don't need to spend all that time on it, like early.
1: So, so just just to dig into that a little bit more, right? So, were you from the bat? Like, I-, I want it to be as fast as possible to get episodes out. So, you know, forget an intro, forget an outro, forget like the nice like you know musical interludes and all this kind of stuff. Was that was that your idea from the start, or was that through thinking about doing it and realizing like all oh, this is going to double or triple the time?
0: So. It's funny. It's like in marketing, I'm very much like the Gary Vee concept of like lower quality, like get it out there. But our marketing team is not so much that way. <laughs> and so we we very much every single episode is clipped. Um If you go and listen to it, like you'll notice the quality of audio that this podcast even has versus the quality of audio that our first 20 episodes have are extremely different. We've just leveled up like our entire recording game. But I think it's super important for people to understand just because I went and did that as the expert does not mean like that is the route that you have to go when you're just starting because odds are it'll make you hate it because it'll take five or six hours. You'll really get no real ROI. And so... I don't know, keep it fun, like, we, if you can.
1: So, so, when you leveled up your audio equipment and all this kind of stuff, was that, like, a personal preference, or was that from feedback that you got to say, you know, it needs to be better or different, or? It was honestly just from personal preference. And, I mean, like, we've already
0: had, like, the ROI on it. Like, we're going to continue to do podcasts for the – until the company, like, isn't there, I guess, or until, like, I have something else that I want to be doing, right? And so, it was mainly just a personal preference on my end – but from listening to all these other people's podcasts, I was like, "Dude, I can do better."
1: It's also it's not it's not that hard, right? To take it from like it's okay to like it's really good is is basically just a decent microphone and a quiet space to record.
0: It, it, it's exact. That's exactly right. And I I would say like I'm I'm pretty. Uh, unfortunate in the sense of like my room sucks and so like i have i like i i've gone through like four different mics finally uh, got one that's not a condenser mic i've got like this little thing that i'll put around it for intros and outros and so it i i've made it like a whole thing but you can you can do a lot of crazy things there are definitely cheap options and then super expensive options
1: so. Yeah, for sure. Um, so so you talked about ROI. So can you give us as much as you want to go like as deep or, or not into it in terms of what ROI have you got back from the podcast? Because am I right that the podcast is like is a few months old at this point, right?
0: Yep, yeah, exactly. So we've had the podcast out. I, I think uh, this might tell me I'm just pulling up like our analytics really quick. Uh, my earliest one, we had like our, uh, yeah, little teaser, March 16th, and
1: then March 18th was our very first episode. Okay. So, so in terms of ROI, like explain, I, I guess explain one, what was the goal? And then two, like what was the return that you seen back? Because two months is a really short time to see really anything come out
0: of it. Yeah. So honestly, again, I think this is like one of those edge cases and, and not everybody should expect this. So t- to be clear, a podcast was, it was intended for us to be a long-term investment. We didn't expect to see an ROI f- until like I don't know, probably like three years later. And so legitimately, like we, we expected to warm people up. We expected to send like people down the funnel, like through the podcast. But in, in terms of like actual ROI, like I was expecting somewhere between like one and three years. And to kind of for perspective, like investment wise, I think we invested somewhere between the 10 and $15,000 range on like the outreach, you know, putting the plan together. Cause you have to understand like we, we have like a whole team like running this thing. Um, and not everybody is going to do that. But I mean, the ROI on that was like, I, I think the very first person who gave us a call, like, paid our investment back, like, crazy fast. So the conversation kind of went like this. Um, it was super funny. My business partner, he is, um, I, I think he was like getting ready to like shoot. He's a, he's a long range competitive shooter. Um, and he's like getting out of his truck. He gets a call from, uh, some random number. He answers and he's like, Hey, what's up? And you could barely hear this person. He was like, hey guys just just listen to your podcast uh super awesome loved it he's like i I gotta know more like i've got this idea i gotta know more and he's like cutting in and out a little bit later we found out he was like on a treadmill like this client that we have now is like on this treadmill like running and just listening to our podcast and hits us up and calls us and he was so literally so excited about idea he's like i know we want to use you your podcast is literally amazing he emails us his credit card number and, and we charge it for 16 grand like and, and just like that we we made we had completely paid it back. Um and now it turns in he's turned into one of like one of our biggest clients that we have. Uh but it's been it's been super crazy. And for a little bit of spec perspective, I would say we're a medium sized development firm and we'll be working on this project for the next year and a half. Um and so it's a
1: it's a fairly, fairly large, large project. So I mean that's that's super powerful that somebody's literally just listening to it on a treadmill to the and it's like gets them to the point where they're like, I need to call these guys right now.
0: Yeah. And not every customer is going to be that way. But we've had like quite a few calls from us. And basically what we've started to notice, I think the other thing too, is the people who like follow your podcast and are listening to it every week, you quickly, very quickly become the authority. The amount of trust that they have in you just from listening to that podcast to everything. Because again, he literally had so much trust in us just from this podcast. And he emailed his credit card number all of it who does that like that's not normal (laughs) and i think that's just one thing that our teams like really notice is anybody who's come through that podcast channel has been super qualified for one but two the amount of trust and like that they let us like do everything we want from a creative standpoint we brainstorm and we're like this is what we think's best and it's never like they never question it which can be both like a good and a bad thing but the amount of trust that you get from having from from them running through that is incredibly incredibly high
1: that's super cool yeah i mean that's like 300 percent in in advance of when you thought you would get roi like three years and then it's just yeah like, that's crazy
0: Yeah, it was, it it was like a huge shock. And like, this was, this was all organic. Like we weren't putting ads toward it. We hadn't like run like anything. We were just like blown away. Like my business partner just called me up and he was like, dude, this just happened. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. (laughs) And so it's been fun. And and since then for perspective, because again, that's not like the normal. And this had happened, this had happened in the first three weeks that we had actually like launched the podcast. So we had just dropped like our first seven episodes and, and since then we've only had two other people call us um and turn into clients and so i mean i guess that's probably averages out to a little less than once a month at this point um but our numbers uh, which we we'll, i'm sure we'll jump into here were extremely low until just a little bit ago
1: all right so so that's that's a great segue so we can jump straight into that and then we can jump back into into some more about the show so you you can you can go for it like you can list it out however you want you know like what what is your first episode do you did seven right it's like in in that first month period like how many downloads are we looking at per episode got it in that first month I don't, I don't even know that i can that i can pull that i mean
0: wh- whatever you got we can work with S- so that's funny so i would say within the first i'll go in and see if i can actually find this uh here really quickly um, this will be ex- exactly right. So basically what I'm going to do. So for everybody's note know- knows for analytics, I use a site called buzzsprout to-, to track everything. And so basically all I'm doing is I'm taking the first six episodes that we had launched within the first month. So first episode has like 191 downloads, second one, two Oh two third one, one Oh six fourth one, one 122. fifth one, one Oh one and sixth one 62. So we're talking, uh, barely over like seven or 800 downloads in the in the first six episodes that we had um, but we released well, when we actually launched we didn't just do start with one episode um, we started with five and so in in the first month we have probably had nine episodes is where we're at so every episode is just about a hundred
1: hundred downloads so really really low Okay so so if we if we bring that up to today right so today you say say 3 months right if you launched an episode you know last week in, in that first week like what does that look like
0: so right now we're we're at about averaging around 2000 downloads per episode so so quite a bit more but again like we're putting you know ads behind them we're actually marketing it we, we've added like seo to to everything and so we're uh, we're putting ourselves a lot more out there versus just like organic growth
1: yeah i got you all right so so i guess a a kind of interesting question for me is like so you start off with you know like 100 say 100 200 like downloads an episode in that first month and then so when you launch the show that first month what what was like the promotion or your launch strategy for that because even that right is still that's a lot of numbers if you you know i would understand you know if if you was um i don't know a celebrity let's say then you'd be looking at big numbers but I, like for most people i think that their first podcast would be like you know 10 downloads or basically as many family members as you could find so 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 what did that launch strategy for that first month look like we'll be right back to my conversation with austin but first is this show bringing you value if the answer is yes then please share it with a friend or fellow podcaster so you can bring them value too it only takes a second you can share right from your podcast app. You can share on Instagram. You can share wherever you want. So if it is bringing you value, then please, please, please share the value with someone else. Now, back to the conversation.
0: So the biggest thing was just, again, it was like organic, but it was like organic through social, through the community we had, we had already established as a company. And so, I mean, we we posted like, I don't know, I think I've got like, Five, four thousand, five thousand followers on LinkedIn, right? And like we post every single day. And so like I imagine like a couple of people went there and really like that's where it was. So here's the thing about podcast as well is as soon as you bring somebody else on, um, so we brought on some pretty big players just in general. So as soon as you bring somebody else on, it's not just your network anymore. It's also theirs because they want to share it too because they jumped on the podcast. And so like that was our strategy is to leverage all the people that were bringing on le- leverage their network as well as like our our community as a as a company or my personal brand or whatever, and so posting on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and then uh, giving them all the raw cuts, and then having them share as well, and so it's kind of funny as we're looking at like our SEO from a website, we noticed um, one of our guests, his name's Philip Stutz, he's a political marketer, one of our biggest. Referrals was from his site because he was backlinking to us. Um, and so that was, that was kind of funny. So, leveraging other people's network is super powerful too.
1: So, in, in terms of doing that, right, how hard or easy was it? Cause so, like, for, for the other show that I have, right, I interview guests every week about, you know, coding related stuff. And generally speaking, like, I've interviewed some people that have like big followings. And I would imagine, you know, if they sent out a tweet and said, Hey, go listen to this, my downloads would spike through the roof. Right. But I also, whether it's like my own insecurities of asking or just, you know, my own expectations. I also find it hard for people like, I, I don't want to say to them, listen, can you promote this? Cause it's going to help me out a lot. Um, but also I find that, you know, I'll send them stuff and they'll be like, oh, okay, cool. And then they'll never talk about they were on that show because they're on 50 different shows. Right. So, so how hard or easy was it for you to get your, your guests, like kind of help promote that?
0: So honestly like i'm kind of like a straight shooter (laughs) so it wasn't too hard so i mean typically like what you'll notice is by the time you do like a social shout out they're at least gonna like it and i would say like a high percentage of the time they'll at least share it and so maybe they're not like putting it on their website and like i don't know putting it in their newsletter and like doing all these things but that almost makes sense I think if you were to come in early and say, Hey, like, here's the expectation as a guest. You're going to, we're going to sit down and we're going to do this. We're going to get you the raw cuts. We're going to release it on X day. Uh, we expect X, Y, Z in terms of like social and like give them the copy for it. I guarantee they, I'd be pretty surprised if they didn't do it. So mainly because at that point, like the, these bigger guests will have like people who also are the ones, they'll have like VAs who manage what episodes they're on and like all this other stuff. And so, uh, it, typically works out if you, if you set it up that way
1: okay cool so i guess the moral of the story is if you are if you don't ask then you don't it, get
0: it definitely right. won't happen if you don't ask that's a yeah, big okay. thing <laughs> you see all right you, cool all you right you gotta cool. ask
1: that's good to know um so how do you decide on on one how do you decide decide on topics and two how do you decide on guests for the show
0: so topics is where we decide who's going to be the guests and so topics typically the way that we pick topics is Generally around what we're experiencing problems around as a company right now. So it's like, where, where are we seeing people mess up or where are we seeing people fail? Um, and that becomes like our new topic. And w- what we do is when we get a pool of those topics together, we categorize those in seasons. Um, and so all of season one in theory, uh, was just on like the steps that you should take when building a pod or when building an app. Um, and we outline like 10 things and we, partner or become like affiliates to like these people that we bring on um and and they're now our guests so once we once we picked like a specific topic so in this what does it look like to build an app steps one through nine w- and in this case we were like okay the very first thing you have to do is validate your idea then the next thing you need to do is uh see if it's uh technically possible and then the next thing you need to do is hire a designer um and we what we would do is that's individual topic of validation. We went and found a company who ha- does validation and we're like, Hey, do you want to be a partner with us? We're launching this podcast. Will you come in and be a guest? And then they're like, heck yeah. Um, and, th- and then they're a guest. And then the same thing with design. We bring in one of our designers and we're like, Hey, this is what we're doing. And he's like, Oh sweet. That'd be super awesome. I was actually on a podcast last month. And it ended up working out. So we didn't have to like teach him how to do it. Um, and went through that and topics can be a little hard. So like right now we're in season two. And all we're doing is interviewing CEOs of companies, uh bigger companies like DataBox and FreePlay, of uh, Squadcast, of uh, ZenCaster. So like these companies who have raised like quite a bit of cash. And those ones are a little bit harder, and you've got to have like a, uh, not necessarily like an audience, but like a strategy. And so what we've done is we we hired somebody who does personal outreach to book guests. I'm, like that's his whole thing, and. He, his name is Jordan Paris. Um, and he actually has a, has a podcast if you look him up on LinkedIn or whatever. But he does, that's all he does is outreach. And, um, he's hosted a ton of podcasts. Uh, he's done podcasts with like, I don't know, Fortune, like 500 companies, like just brought on some really big players. And so he's just really good at outreach. Um, and that's how we're able to bring those bigger, bigger players into our podcast. And like season two was pretty, like, Season two for us was all of like bringing in the CEOs and now season three is what does it actually look like to work with a development firm or any firm and what are the pros and cons of actually working overseas and how you should tackle those things. Um, And so that's what we're going to be doing for season three. And all again, all of those like topics come from the pain that we as a company and our customers are feeling.
1: Okay. All right. So you got this guy. He goes out. He finds you. Guess I'll, I'll link his details in the show notes if anyone's interested in, in checking him out. And then he finds you. Guess and then I I would assume, like or I guess I shouldn't assume. The question basically is, how hard do you find it, um, or how do you like structure the conversation in a way that you get a coherent output? So, like, let's say you go into the conversation, you want to talk about like you know validating your product, right? But I could imagine if I went into a conversation with someone and talking about validating the product or, you know, 30 minutes or 45 minutes, it would be really hard to focus it so that your like your title at the end of it would be validating your product, but the conversation would be accurate to the title of that episode. Like, how do you structure that so that you can get this coherent output that you were after? So I think just in general, like, if you're a
0: podcaster, like, odds are you're, you're conversational. You enjoy talking, right? now the tricky part is taking the conversation in the direction it needs to go um and that really is like a superpower and just comes with time and experience now i'm not even going to say that i'm like the best person at this like our podcast show times like run over literally all the time (laughs) Uh, but like our guests are like we we have it planned in we're like most people have like a 45 minute recording session we have an hour and a half because we intend on it going over but it like works out because pe- the people we bring on are super passionate about what they're doing and they let it bleed over a little bit. Right. And so, um, it really just all comes down to like structure. So there, there are two ways in it to do it. Right. Step one is going to be, you know, you've got like your word document, all these questions that you could possibly ask. Um, and over time you're going to get a feel for how many questions that you can ask, um, for an hour and a half, like we float between 12 and 15 questions. So really, if we wanted a 45-minute, we'd need like seven and, be, and need to be dead. And so that, that would be step one. And then step two, which I would say is like you're getting better as a podcaster, is you've got like this list, but you don't care to stay on this list, uh, list of questions. Um, And so that's when you can start like taking the conversation where it needs to go so i mean for example just like you did rob i we had there was a moment in the conversation where it made sense to segue into numbers um and like that you wouldn't be able to outline that like you could try and have like a layup question but like who knows as like the guest where they're going to take the conversation and so um like really like reading into that getting a feel for their vibes their how how long are their answers or how short their answers are, you can kind of start to lead the conversation where it needs to go and ask those those questions. And the all o- the whole goal is make it conversational. How how do we get you talking and, and how do you get the guests talking?
1: Yeah. I would a hundred percent agree with that. I feel like any show where it's just like, you know, I got this list of questions and no matter what you say, I'm moving on to the next one. It's just especially when you could you could imagine people listening to it and you say something and then they're like, oh, okay, you want to find out more about what you just said. And then they just move on to something else and just never talk about the thing that that is just, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Totally.
0: And I mean, it's kind of funny. We also run into an issue sometimes too, where like, kind of like your thing, you will ask a question and they actually won't answer that question. <laughs> like, they'll think they answered that question, but they did not answer the question. Um, and so that, that's like a funny thing you run into as well.
1: Then you face that dilemma, right? Is either... Do I re-ask it like? But can you answer this, or do you like steer it a different way, or do you just move on? Because and and also, I f- I feel like the thing with podcast interviews as well is that you don't have time to like. It's not like a conversation where you're messaging someone yep. and you can take like a minute and be like, mm, "How do I word this?" It's like you have got to say it now, or you just got to move past it. So yeah, exactly. Especially because it's uh, you've got you've got forty five minutes,
0: right? Like you've got forty five minutes to get the questions, and if it's important to you. Like, yeah, ask it again. But in all reality, if it's like a, if there are more important questions you have, like get to those questions and make them answer it.
1: So one of the the questions that I had that I wanted to ask you is what does an episode look like end to ends? Like you booked your guests, you know, you're recording now and then what does it look like and how long does it take from that to published? That's a
0: really good question. And basically what it looks like, in, and we're always come, trying to come up with ways to make this more streamlined. So we, we use a program called Zencaster uh, to, hand up, to record all of our audio and video. And basically what it is, is we do an outreach. They'll typically be like, heck yeah, or reach out to me in like a couple of weeks. When we get the heck yeah, we send them a calendar link. Um, and we typically know so it's kind of like a strange way to look at it and maybe in a couple of months i'll look at it a little bit differently but if they're if they're like a medium tier if they are not a high tier guest uh we typically book a 15 minute call just to get to know them what are their services what do they do um get to know them better if they're a higher caliber person uh doing that's just going to piss them off they expect you to know who they are kind of thing and so we we just send them a link and it's straight uh a 90 minute episode to the podcast and we'll do our due diligence as a company and figure out who they are and take the conversation where it needs to go. And from there, they'll typically book somewhere between like two and three weeks out. Um, and kind of like you did, Rob, you know, literally like the day before um, we can go in Zencaster, create it a room, not actually start the recording, drop it in the the thing and, and they'll, they'll get a notification to join on that day. Just kind of like you would with zoom. Um, it would be super cool. If one of these platforms would add like an integration with Google, uh, but none of them have. So, and then what happens from there is we, we record it, obviously say, you know, thanks or whatever. By this point, um, I would say we're about three months ahead on our podcast right now. Um, That's in terms hot. of, yeah. in, in terms of recording, like we're, we're pretty far ahead. So, um, we have a tentative date that we get them on release. Um, and typically in between, you know, the time we release and the the time we recorded, we've thrown a couple, you know, snippets. You know, other places, and uh, just as content, and and, and we'll tag a minute when we have it, and then we'll let them know when 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 the podcast drops.
1: Was the three months? Was that intentional, or did that just happen? So,
0: yes, it, I would say it was it was intentional, um, but it also kind of like just happens in the sense of when you have somebody who basically says, "I'm going to book you four calls, like four podcasts a month," like you eventually <laughs> get quite a bit ahead. So we we've been super fortunate in, in that case.
1: So I, I want to jump back into the podcast a little bit, but I have, I've got like a list of quick fire questions and I'm going to ask you and you're going to fire back the answer that comes into your head. So first question is, who is your podcast host? I'm pretty sure Buzzsprout does that for us. So who created your logo for the podcast? Jordan Paris. What microphone are you using for the podcast?
0: So I use a Shure microphone. Where do you record your show? So we record it on Zencaster.
1: What are your top three favorite podcasts that you listen to right now? Oh, that's a really good question. I'm actually
0: gonna pull up my phone here really quick. Go for it. Go so for it. I actually I didn't start listening to podcasts until I had a podcast. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So I I was not a podcasting person, um, mainly because I don't do a lot of driving. Like perks of being a software developer, you work from a coffee shop or something. So. This will be a good uh this will be a good one. So for those of you who are actually thinking about listening to um or reaching out to Jordan Paris to do your podcast outreach or to talk about it, go listen to Jordan's Business Therapy. I think that's super good and basically what he's talking about is how to ha- how he goes and scales his agency. So that's been um a, a pretty good podcast that that I've listened to. The next one is called Build a Better Agency Podcast, which is kind of ironic. So uh, for those of you who are, are like thinking of starting a podcast or building a name, like SEO on names is huge. So legitimately, like that first client that I was talking about that had that crazy ROI and everybody to this point that has called us from a podcast has legit just typed in how to build an app
1: which is which is for in case we didn't mention it is the name of the podcast.
0: Yeah, the name of your podcast should be pretty strategic because that defines like the SEO and like what people are searching. So it was kind of funny because build a better agency I literally typed in I don't know like how to build an agency or something like that or how to scale an agency and this is the first one that popped up. And then um the third one that I have on here so these are the top 3 on my top shows on Spotify. The third one I have is Startups for the Rest of Us. Um and he is Rob Walling and um he jumped on also did an episode with us. Um but his is great. He's got over like 400 episodes uh, as well. So those are the top 3 that I've got on there.
1: All right. So is there is there one thing or what is the top thing that you did that you think impacted your uh, your podcast for the better?
0: Mm that's a uh that's a good question so let me think about this so i want to say like the first one was just starting it now that seems weird but a lot of people think about having a podcast and don't start it so actually starting and recording an episode for your podcast i feel like it's a good first step for the podcast um next thing in terms of like what we did i think i think in general like overall the quality of questions that we had and the quality of guests that we have made a big difference in general so i think it makes it makes it pretty sticky now that's my personal opinion i'll let all of you guys go in and like listen to it and then go listen to a couple other peoples and kind of like see where see where we range and then the third thing that we did is we actually ran a campaign on Castbox, um and and that's what helped us really spike our numbers um to get more listeners um And because we have more listeners on CastBox, it's now like, can become like a recommended thing on the next played, right? So.
1: All right, cool. All right. So um, then another question I have in in a similar vein is, is there something that you know now that you wish you knew before you started or something that you know now that you do differently? Um, Honestly, really the only thing that I do differently just for my
0: sake is I would have probably started with a better mic. I would start, I would start w- like with, like, if you're just starting, like, I would start with the best mic that's like in your budget. I wouldn't try and be cheap on it because, again, like, these podcasts are like the people who listen to it listen to podcasts regularly and, like, because they engage with higher quality audio in general, like, that is the expectation. And when you don't have it, it like does make them drop off. Like the number one feedback that a lot of podcasters get is to get better audio um, to the point where hosts, when they have bad audio, they'll even call it out. Hey, super sorry that we had bad audio. Won't happen again next time. We forgot to use XYZ or something. And so I think, I think that would be a good thing a good thing to, to consider when, when starting. And then the next thing is really like looking back, if I would have known this, I would have started way earlier. I had to start the channel.
1: So I really was just coming to the game late. So, all right. So for people that are listening that haven't started yet, then start is, is the key message here. Ex- exactly.
0: Just, just do it.
1: All right, cool. Um, I feel like that's a nice way, um, to wrap things up. So the last, last question that I have is, um, where can people find you on, on social media? Where can they find your development studio? All that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. So you can go to, uh, just to find me, I'm all over LinkedIn, Hopefully here in the next month we roll out crazy Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, everywhere else. Um, but you can find me on LinkedIn, just Austin Betzer. Um, and then you can go to strides.dev, so it's strides.dev to check out our development studio.
1: All right, awesome. That's everything from me. I mean, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask?
0: No, I think just the the big takeaway is like if you're somebody who just wants to tell a story or to help educate people like just start and do it because i think you'll be surprised as the community you can build with a podcast
1: huge thanks to today's guest austin betzer check out his show his social media and his development company all the links are in the show notes so go check them out now Okay, so this week's podcast highlight of the week is actually an episode of a brand new show about podcasting that I recently discovered, and it's an episode that inspired the introduction of this episode, so I think you might just like it. So the show is called The Pod Lab, and it's by the podcast movement, which is the big podcast festival conference type thing that happens every year. And the episode that I want to highlight this week is called Let's Build a Scene. It's season one, episode two. And in this episode they essentially break down a scene from a podcast that the narrator of this episode has produced. So they're talking to a prosecutor who has worked on lots and lots of mafia cases and the first thing they get into in this episode is how do you ask the questions to make sure that you get interesting answers for your listeners. And so I won't give away the answer you'll have to listen to the podcast episode for that but that's how they start it off and then once they get their answer they then talk about how they built that scene in the episode. So how they added background music for dramatic effect and why they chose certain sound effects. So, you know, when they're talking about someone being shot, there's gunshots. And when they're talking about um, somebody receiving an email, there's email sounds and why they chose certain sounds and why they didn't go with other sounds and why they limited it to just... You know, one gunshot or not six gunshots and all that kind of thing. And I thought it was super interesting and it really inspired me to create the intro of this episode. So I was going to do the intro of this episode like I did episode one. And if you haven't listened to episode one yet, then I highly recommend you go and listen to that great, great, great conversation. But in episode one, I basically took clips of the audio that I thought were interesting, but didn't give everything away. And then underneath that i put some dramatic music and i added some sound effects to separate the clips so you knew that they were clips from different parts of the conversation and not just one long sentence and i was going to do that here and then i had this episode and so i changed it up and i was like right what is the most interesting thing that austin talks about in this podcast episode and of course it was the fact that within three weeks of launching the show they had a they had landed a client who had literally emailed them his credit card details and they had charged him sixteen thousand dollars. So I literally took that clip, the most interesting thing that happens in this podcast episode from my point of view, and I made that the intro and I trimmed it and I cut a little bit to make it more fluid so that it would fit inside a 30 second clip. And then I underlayed some music underneath that. And then that's the intro to the show. So not lots and lots of pieces, but just one sentence that literally gives away the best thing that happens in this episode. And at the same time, it's the thing that sets the mood for the episode and hooks you to want to listen to the episode. So the Pod Lab Season 1 Episode 2 was my inspiration for that. So I would highly, highly recommend you go and check out the Pod Lab and that episode specifically. And if you would like to do so, then of course, the link is in the show notes. So that's it for this week's episode. I will catch you next week on the next episode of Inside the Podcast Studio. So, just before we go, if this show is bringing you value, please share it with a friend or fellow podcaster so you can bring value to them too. And of course, sharing the show helps grow the audience of this show. So, it's a win win for everybody. And with that being said, question for you What was your favorite podcast episode that you listened to this week? Let me know on Instagram. You can DM me at inside the pod studio. Or you can email me. My email is rob at inside the pod.co. I would love, love, love to know what you've been listening to this week. A
0: coffee and coding production. <sighs>